I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. What about Andrew King? Put him in the socket! Round five, done and dusted. Five weeks of the season go by really quickly. Origin's starting to creep up on us a little bit too. We'll touch on that in a later podcast about how we're going to be planning for that moving forward. But a week where a lot of pods stood out, uh, a couple of the obvious names, updates and and down dates were, were weird. I mean, we take Ryan Pappenhausen, for example. I think he finished the game on 123, updated to well over 140, and then back down to 113. So... Look, one of those weeks where we're sweating the Monday lockout, but on Thursday we saw the Rabbitohs defeat the Broncos 35-6, to and this was really the Latrell Mitchell show, 138. A uh, bunch of junk time points at the end for owners there, which is always good to see. I had a line breaker, an offload, I know, in the last five minutes, and, and jumped up about 40 points, uh, and intercepts, just things like that that really bolstered it. As for the rest of the south side, Dan Gago, 87. Uh, yeah, in my side, so I'm happy with the performance from him. Uh, Benji Marshall was a great plug-and-play option for drafts. Not so much a classic option, but 85 for him. Campbell Graham, another popular buy at 85 as well. Alex Johnson, guys that were chasing those tries with the good draw, 85. Adam Reynolds, 75. As for the Broncos, they scored six points, so don't expect too much from them. Payne Haas... Uh, with a 70 getting back to what we know of him. And so hopefully in a couple of weeks, we can pick him up at a discounted rate and he'll be a great front row keeper for the rest of the season. The news out of the Broncos is worrying uh, for Supercoach. It's obviously uh, Anthony Milford looks to be getting dropped, which um, I don't think is too Supercoach relevant. If you've held Milford this long, it's time to cash him out anyway. But I think Tessie New has been one of the Broncos' best players. Now, obviously put up my Queensland side the other day and, and copped a barrage from you guys about putting Tessie New in there. But I just think he offers something a little bit different. Obviously a little, little bit suspect in defense, but I'm still trying to work out if that's him and his poor defensive IQ or if that's just him not having faith in the people around him. But it looks like we're not going to find out. It looks like uh, Kevy Walters is set to drop Tessie New, one of their best attacking weapons. And um, yeah, look, there's no better time to sell him now. I think uh, he's done his job. I wanted to hold him until the origin period, but Katoni Staggs is coming back anytime soon, um, probably another three or four weeks away. So, uh, look, it's weird for Tessie New Owners. If you wanted to hold him for that long, I wanted to myself, but yeah, it looks like he's set to be dropped next week. So, probably the obvious sell for me uh, in this week's, I guess, batch of players. In terms of anything else, Jermaine Asako with a 67 scored a try, which was nice for owners. Jake Turpin, 57. Matt Lodge, 54. But apart from that, there isn't too much going on. If you brought Tevita Pangai Jr., it sucks because obviously you're riding scores of 80 and 100 and 100 off the back of a try, but a lot of attacking stats and big minutes drops back to the to the bench, or not the bench, but drops back to bench minutes. Uh, and, and scores 42, and yeah, look, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow if you bought Tevita Pengai. Uh, the next game sees the Warriors go down to the Seagulls, 12-13. This was a really 
uh, scrappy game to watch. Obviously separated by that Daly Cherry Evans field goal, but um, he's the top scorer of this game with 83 DCE. So, look, coming back to form a little bit, hopefully he's had two good scores now in five weeks. So, if Manly can start getting on the front foot in teams, I think DCE will be a great option to buy at a really discounted rate. Um, it's just a case of how you're going to get him into the side. A lot of people are running Sam Walker and Nathan Cleary, or they will be running Sam Walker after this week, who is probably the buy of the week. Um, yeah, look, DCA, when he gets turbo back, I expect his scores to go back up. Um, the King, Jason Saab, with a 45, with that uh, runaway try off the off the kick. He, he's electric. I didn't realize how quick Jason Saab was, but... Um, Look, in terms of Manly, there wasn't too many other talking points in terms of Supercoach relevance. Josh Schuster with a 64. Um, Jake Trevojevic with a 62. Uh, Paseka and Tapao, 73 and 68, respectively. Um, but apart from that, not too much in terms of Supercoach relevance. Dylan Walker with a 14 at the bottom here. So, look, I think his time in your Supercoach teams are done. As for the Warriors, Jazz Tavanga with an 82. Um, I've got a couple of messages about Tavanga already. I'm not too familiar with what's going on at the Warriors. I didn't watch this game. I can't remember if there was injuries or whatnot, whether he got inflated minutes. But Jazz has always been a phenomenal PPM player. We just need him to get the minutes. If he can be guaranteed 55 or 60 minutes every week, he's 100% a buy for me. But it's, it's a case of how he's going to fit into the rotation. Uh, RTS with a 75, Tohu Harris with a 72, Jack Murchie with a 72, Sean O'Sullivan um, rivaling Sam Walker, actually. If you jumped on this the Sean O'Sullivan train a week early and didn't get um, Sam Walker, then I don't think you're too upset in all honesty. I think he's put out good enough scores to hold and be a potential fourth reserve option in my in my eyes. I think two preseason flops that we can sort of put down is Ben Murdoch and Silla. Obviously, coming off the bench, not having a fantastic output, um, and David Fusatua, I think there's just a lot of scores around the 25 to 30 range. Put him in the Bally Simonson mould. The only thing about Simonson was he was 50k cheaper. So, look, I think Fusatua's on that verge of, of cutting loose. Even a try is not going to save him, in all honesty. Um, even Jason Saab, to, to an extent, like we, we joke about it, but he scored a try and got 45. I understand the try wasn't a line break, but still concerning from these low base stat uh, wingers that are relying heavily on tries. So now is probably the time to start clearing the deadwood. The Penrith Panthers were very clinical in taking down the Raiders, 30-10. to 10. Uh, Charlie Staines top scored this game for the Panthers with an 85. Uh, Jerome Luai with a 79. Nathan Clear with a 76. Those two are shaping up to be probably the halves to be running. I'm going to be pulling it apart my team to get Luai in this week, especially against that Broncos matchup. And the fact that they're going to play the first bye week uh, just hoping that he doesn't get a Blues jersey. Paul Momorowski with a 71. Brian Pottle with a 70. Uh, I think he had a line break and that was it. So pretty much 60 points all in base. James Fisher-Harris, 67. Matt Burton, 61. Uh, Spencer Linu come, came back with a 51. Of course, he comes back the week that I don't reserve him. Uh, Isaiah Yo with 46. But apart from that, there's not a whole lot. Stephen Crichton uh, flopped again at the fullback with only a 41. Kurt Capewell, I said this a couple of times, without those attacking stats, he's a a 40-point second rower, and that's not what you're after for the price that he's charging you. Uh, For the Raiders, Jack White and top scored this with 95. Look, he does come into contention to be a bit of a pod. There's another pod in Adam Dewey that I don't mind with the draw they've got coming up in your 5-8, so if you're going to run someone like a Luai or a Munster, you could definitely pair them up with White or Dewey. Just know that at that price, you're probably going to have to hold them nearly the whole season. So it's a case of weighing up whether you want to hold those guys or don't get them at all. Other star performers for the Raiders would be Hudson Young with a 72 uh, and Josh Papali with a 64. Now, his minutes have been sort of 
not up and down, but it's just his role in the squad. I think Ricky Stewart's balancing his minutes well. So those big priced middle forwards for the Raiders, I would be steering clear of guys like Yipapali, uh, Joe Tarpany, um, Hawthorne when he comes back. So I'd just be holding tight on those guys because I think Ricky is just playing with the rotation a little bit too much and makes it hard for Supercoach. What wasn't hard for Supercoach was watching David Fafita score 147 as the Titans defeated the Knights 42-16. to uh, A buy that I got this week, and I'm very, very happy that I did because I probably couldn't afford him next week. Low-key sleeper is Corey Thompson. Just continually putting out scores in the wing there. Look, I don't expect it to maintain the same as Brett Morris, but if you if you bought him and you're riding the emotions now, Tyrone Peachy, 101. Uh, really nice try assist to Kevin Proctor. Jared Wallace got a 79. Brian Kelly got a 73. Uh, as for the Knights, top score and probably the best hooker option this year, Jaden Braley, in terms of bang for buck, um, I think he's the buy of the year, cheapy of the year, whatever you want to put it. He's going to be in my side for a long time to come, I feel. Uh, Kalen Ponga with a 66 on his first game back and the side that got battered. Looks really involved, so uh, really happy with KP. When he gets the troops back, I think he's nearly a must-have. Uh, just depends on how you're going to get him in. You can obviously drop Teddy and free up a bit of cash and run Pappenhausen, but uh, they're the issues that we're going to have to have and, and have to have a talk about in probably five or six weeks, I'd say. Heimel Hunt with a 57, Stafford Toa with a uh, 55, Connor Watson and Mitch Barnett, two popular options for Supercoach, 53 and 52. A game where middle forwards didn't really dominate, so not too stressed about that. I'm really liking the Ponga-Barnett combination, similar to Ponga-Fitzgibbon uh, from a couple of years back. So definitely wouldn't be jumping off the Barnett train just yet. I want to see how that combination pans out. Uh, then we can definitely look at moving him on. But there's not many second row options that are really jumping out the gate. To, to really show us that Barnett's worth dropping. Uh, one man that did jump out of the gate this week was Felice Cafusi with 108 as the Melbourne Storm defeated the Bulldogs 52-18 to in a bit of a bloodbath game. Uh, Jack Gavarillo top-scored for the Bulldogs. Luke Thompson in his first game back on 83 with a try, but it looks like he is out with a hamstring issue. Uh, Dallin Watelli's Lesniak with a 71. Adam Elliott with a 70. Uh, but as for the Knights, as for the Knights, as for the Storm, sorry, George Jennings with 118. Back-to-back uh, good scores for Jennings. Uh, Pappenhausen, one of the most popular captain options this week with 113. As we touched on at the start of the show, it was weird because uh, I finished the game on 120-odd, updated to 143, and then down-dated to 113. So, bit of a roller coaster one there. If you guys were sweating on that, uh, it's a tough watch because if you... If you had Pap, you saw him update to 143, yeah, you might have thought that's final and started making some head-to-head adjustments, but come back down to 113, look, still a very respectable score for your captain uh, and one of the probably standard options for this week, so it's good that he delivered. As for next week, though, it's going to be a very, very tough matchup against the Sydney Roosters, so probably looking outside that game. Uh, Christian Welch with 100, if you've held him this long, uh, then fantastic, another great score. Cam Munster did really nothing and got a 78. That kick over the top to Addo Carr was... Uh, it was simply just all class. The bounce sat up perfectly for, for Adokar. Tui Kamikamika with a try, got a 71. Harry Grant in his first game back got a 66. Another one of these guys that, um, similar to Kalen Ponga, when they get their full fitness back, definitely wants to be having in your side. The Sam Walker show was on display as the Roosters came back and defeated the Sharks 26-18. to um, Look, he was the man. He he single-handedly won that game for for the Roosters, in my opinion, like the attacking flair that he put on. The foundation was laid by Jared Rui Hargraves, but Sam Walker with an 89 really showed uh, all the hype that's been discussed about him. Brett Morris with 111. Uh, B-Moz has had 
a phenomenal start to the season in terms of Supercoach and the NRL. Uh, Drew Hutchison with a 78, Angus Crichton with a 67, uh, CRC Watakiaho with a 66, Daniel Tupac with a 65, um, but yeah, Jared Maria Hargraves was probably the foundation for this Roosters win, and Sam Walker reaped the rewards. As for the Sharks, Chad Townsend with a 70, Toby Rudolph with a 69, Will Kendi with a 69, Jesse Raymond with a 64, Jack Williams with a 63. But um, yeah, look, Sam Walker is the clear-cut buy of the week this week. If you didn't jump on him pre-season, if you didn't jump on him the first two weeks, you've got a chance to look at him, and, and boy, has he delivered. If you've reserved him both weeks in a row, then uh, yeah, fantastic for you guys. He just looks to be in everything. Uh, really super coach friendly game as well. Another super coach friendly game in terms of the NRL was this Tigers Cowboys matchup. 64 points put on. Uh, a couple of big scores here. Joe Offerhangia with a 97. Adam Dewey with a 94. One of these guys we touched on with Jack Whiten. Could be a decent pickup. The Tigers have a pretty good draw apart from the week they played Souths. And then it opens up for them quite nicely. They also do play the first bye week. And that's what I'm going to touch on quickly now before I do the Origin podcast. But just. With buy planning, have a look at who is playing. If you're tossing up between two players, then have it in the back of your mind. Don't expect to field a full side, but um, we'll touch on that in greater detail. Looking at the next batch of draws is uh, is pretty handy as well, and that's why I did pose the idea of selling Teddy. Um, people were like, oh, well, no shit. Of course, Latrell and T- Pappenhausen are going to score better. And that's the key reason as to why we sort of looked at selling Tedesco is because knowing about the draw, I think, is very crucial and, and an underrated fact in picking Supercoach players. If you can look at four, five, six weeks ahead and work out how the draw is going to pan out for them, uh, then it's it's probably going to set you off on a better foot. So obviously with Tedesco, last couple of weeks have been tough, but um, he does have a pretty nice draw after next week. So... Look, if you've if you've held Teddy, don't stress too much. If you if you're sold him, you're obviously going to beat the cash and, and you'll be sweet. So, yeah, it sort of goes hand in hand with origin planning um, and and picking players based off draws. I have just gone back to edit this podcast and I quickly realised I have forgotten to talk about half the team. So, out of doing got a ninety four as we touched on Luciano Lua uh, with an eighty four. Bag the try. Um, just, yeah, Luciano Lelou is just a solid pick, I think. Um, the guy has a floor of about 40, but can go off for anything, as the owners would know last year. Uh, Luke Brooks with a 78. Luke Garner with a 79. Nofaluma, another one of these guys with a great draw. Um, he just needs to learn to defend and stop making so many defensive errors. Alex Twile with a 74. Uh, Jacob Little with a 61. Dane Laurie with a 53 with a try. As for the Cowboys, Drinkwater top scored with an 81. Uh, really nice chip and chase over the top from him. Ruben Cotter with a 74. Tuolungi with a 72. Robson and Burr. Uh, Condon, another one of these guys that may be a pretty good buy this week. Um, we'll just have to work out his job security. Look, his game last week, he played 80 minutes and scored 35. Not great, but as a cash cow, you'll take that. Scored a try this week, so that's going to help the break even a little bit. But yeah, the Cowboys put up 34 points, but no standout supercoach scorers. And how about the Dragons, hey? A lot of people tip them for the wooden spoon, myself included. But going 4-1 and one with four wins in a row, knocking off Paramount at Bankwest. No small feat. They've been playing really, really well. Uh, one that has been playing well is Isaiah Papali'i with uh, Matto out, and even off the bench. I mean, back-to-back great scores. Had tries in there, but still still a great base from him. Gutho with a 74. Nathan Brown with a 72. Sean Lane with a 69. Reed Marnie, probably the next best hooker option. Uh, outside of Braley in terms of value for money with a 65. Dylan Brown with a 65. Uh, the absolute king, Bryce Cartwright, with a 49, which is always what we want to see from the Carty. As for the Dragons, Matt Dufty top, sc- top score with 115. Uh, Jack Bird with a 71. Lomax with a 64. Ravalawa with a 60. 
Uh, another one of these games where it was sort of a lot of 45s to, to 70s, no huge scores. Matt Dufty with, with the ton, obviously, but... That was round five done and dusted. As for myself, uh, I scored a 12.40. We rent down 132 ranks, so we are sitting at 1,182. I'll take that. Uh, I didn't have a fantastic week. had a lot of plotters in my team. Uh, Tino Fasul Malawi comes to mind after a great week the week before. Uh, he scored yeah a 26, which wasn't great from him. I still think he's a hold. Uh, some other poor options in my side, just looking over it quickly. Um, probably Fergo. Uh, I didn't think he would score amazing without the tries, but 45, a couple of junk time points at the end. I didn't nail my reserves again. Um, I'd picked a J- a Jacob Little as a reserve, which wasn't too bad, but after picking Sam Walker the first week, I didn't have him this week, and I am kind of regretting this Jota Pines buy. Um, in hindsight, I probably should have got Ben Condon, but looking at the trades I want to make this week, I wouldn't be able to get um, the trades I want if I didn't go to Pines, so... Look, hopefully he can just get another couple of decent scores and I can move him on before Origin. But um, yeah, look, that's going to wrap it up for today, guys. Hopefully you all went well. Um, it's still so condensed. There's there's 50 points that separate probably 4,000 spots between the top 1,000 and the top 5K. So don't give up. Um, you're not too far behind. A couple of the followers have sent me their teams and they got 13, 1400s this week and, and jumped from 25K to the top 5K. So it's not over, not at all. Uh, this year, I think pods are very, very key. And that's why you keep your friends close and you keep them closer. That's all, folks. 